Hi, my name is Sherry Doherty, and I'm a lady in red. In act two of my career and living my best life, my perspective on life and behaviors have been governed by who I was as a child, who I became, and who I am still striving to be. People my age are beautiful, bold, confident, and full of wisdom. And truly, the encore of the story of your life is still when the best songs are yet to be sung. My mission in this podcast is to shine the spotlight on people like me, have real conversations about reinvention stories, and inspire you to continue to follow your dreams regardless of your age. I'm doing it for Daisy. Who are you doing it for? Good day and welcome to today's episode of the Encore Podcast. Today, I am delighted to have with me Debbie Goulding, makeup artist. She is, in my opinion, a local celebrity in Kingston, Ontario. I have met her through many iterations and interactions from networking groups to some mature modeling to some makeup artistry. I am a customer of hers and we've done lots of great things today and she is stunning. I hope we get to that part of the story. Debbie does have a professional modeling career in her past, and she just recently did a campaign for something local. And if you want to see a woman who looks phenomenal at her age or any age, we're going to be sure to use her photo for this production because you are beautiful in every way, inside and out. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us today, Debbie. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to share your story with our listeners. Listeners. Thank you. And in true fashion, let's just go backwards and tell us a little bit about who Debbie is. So where were you born and raised? What was your childhood like? Any highlights or lowlights that you'd like to share? And then we'll kind of get to the middle and ask you about your building years and see where this story takes us. So take it away, Debbie. Okay. So thank you, Sherry, for having me. And uh, I guess my story starts out, I was born in Vancouver, BC, back in 1959. And I was um, adopted. My dad was in the military, and they lived in Whitehorse at the time. And I was born in Vancouver. So when I was adopted by them, I moved to Whitehorse right away. And then from there, we've kind of, you know, moved around quite a bit. So from Whitehorse, we went to London, Ontario. From London, Ontario, we moved to Antwerp, Belgium. Antwerp, Belgium to uh, Ville Salle in Quebec, or in Montreal, I should say. And then from there, we moved to Base Borden, which is up near Toronto. I know where that is. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been around quite a bit. Of course, most of that moving, I was quite young, so I don't remember a lot of it. But we moved to Borden when I was 10. And so we kind of stayed there. You know, that was his permanent final posting. Okay. And so I finished my high school there, and then I went out west to Vancouver in back in the 80s to explore my you know, 20s and have a great time. So I lived out there for 10 years and then got to experience Expo 86. And it was out there that I took a course in modeling and makeup. Cool. And that's sort of how I started that that journey. Okay. Yeah. And what did your career look like? And what did you do for a living? Uh, When I was in Vancouver? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, well, when I worked or when I lived in Vancouver, I actually worked in the secretarial pool. So I was more like working in admin type work. So when I took the course back then, that was in 1987, um, I really didn't get into the professional side of doing makeup until um, I left Vancouver. So it really started when I came back to Ontario. Um, So I, and I've always been a freelance makeup artist, so I've never really worked for anybody in particular. Okay. So I really started to get more involved in that industry when I came back to Ontario and did it kind of part-time, but I always had 
backup jobs. You know, I always had jobs in the admin type of world because makeup artistry, you know, wasn't really a, you know, full-time good-paying job, so to speak. Right. <laughs> and so I had to have something else to fall back on. So I always worked in administration. And so throughout the year, and then I had children. So I kind of got away from makeup when I had my children because I was a stay-at-home mom for a period of time. And then uh, I went back to work, worked with my husband for 15 years too long and <laughs> and then I recently retired and I'm doing my makeup now full-time so I've always done makeup sort of on the side right. to keep, and I've gone to school a few times just to keep my skills up but now I'm doing it full-time and Beautiful. I love it I love it it's my passion it's Absolutely. my calling I know sure. yeah can we rewind just a little bit so the love story who is your husband where did you meet him mm -hmm. and what was that journey like yeah okay uh, so I met Mike in 1977 in base Borden. We went to high school together. So okay. I was 17 when I first met Mike. Beautiful. We started really officially dating when I was 18. He was 19. And so that's where I met Mike. Now, fresh out of high school, I wasn't ready to get married. I think he would have married me, but I wasn't ready for that. Sure. So I decided to part ways and go explore the world for a little while. Okay. And then in 1991, my dad passed away from cancer, and I came home from Vancouver for the funeral, and Mike was at the funeral. Okay. Because he was always a good friend of the family. My parents loved him. He's a great guy, and he was a pallbearer at my dad's funeral. So nice. I ran into him at the funeral, and we reconnected, and the rest is history. I moved back to Ontario in 91. Oh, that's beautiful. We got married and okay. had two children. That is beautiful. So, yeah, thank you. And what is the business mm. that you ran together? We own a company called Energy Kingston Exteriors here in Kingston, of course. And so we do exterior retrofitting. So replacing windows and doors and siding and soffit and fascia, like anything on the exterior of a home right. is what we specialized in or specialize in. And he's still working there, of course, but uh, I'm not. I've okay. gone from work boots to makeup. <laughs> beautiful. You know, so yeah. I heard in the way you told that story that you worked with your husband for 15 years, mm -hmm. and I guess you made a decision to not do that any longer. Mm -hmm. And was there a revelation or a moment of truth or a rationale about how you were going to spend the rest of your time that made you come to that realization? Yeah, I think for me personally, I felt like I shouldn't be working with my husband anymore. Okay. You know, it was a tough time when you work with your spouse and you live with them and, you know, spend a lot of time together. It got to be difficult after a while, but we had to persevere and do that because we had two daughters to put through university. So there was a lot of financial commitment there and we wanted to keep the money in the family, of course. But it just got to a point where it was time for me to go and do my thing right you know I was growing tired of doing it and there was some you know rocky moments so we just decided it'd be better if I wasn't there anymore so I retired almost two years ago in October is when I left okay. and really started doing my makeup business again right. and I'm much happier right much happier that's awesome yeah. that is pretty much all I've known of you and that's how we were introduced mm -hmm. to each other because we had that shared passion for mature women. Mm -hmm. I yeah. know that the first time we met we had talked about makeup for mature women and the do's and don'ts and how you focus on that and the things that I do focuses on that community as well. So I think that was, you know, our moment of realizing like, oh, I think we're aligned. We should be friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so we have done that. Yeah. And what is the service that you provide today and what does that look like for you? First of all, I have a small studio in my home. 
so I can see people there, you know, one-on-one -on -one if I want to. And I also have access to a larger studio through Kaufman Photography. Yes. So they have a lovely space down there. So what I provide, my services are, of course, I do wedding makeup, and I uh, also do makeup for uh, corporate. So people that uh, want to have their new headshots done, they want their makeup done for their social media sites or whatever platform. So I do corporate makeup. I do makeup for basically all occasions. You know, anything, <laughs> really. <laughs> Graduation, special occasions, anniversaries. Mother of the bride. Mother of the bride, yes. <laughs> I also offer makeup classes, so I'm teaching it now. And in fact, that's sort of the direction I'm going now. I want to focus more on doing that. So I'm going to be, I'm offering group classes now. I do do one-on-one, -on -one, but I really love doing group class because it's more engaging. It's much more fun. You get people more involved and really have a lot of fun with it. So I'm really focusing on doing that now. So makeup for mature women right. is one of my specialties because I am a mature woman. So I love working with women of my age, which is great. And I'm going to be offering classes for tweens and teens. Oh, so neat. that's another one I'm developing right now. And then of course, anybody in between those ages. So right. yeah, so that's really going to be my focus, I think, come the future. I'll always do makeup for people, but I'm going to start steering away from doing weddings and things like that. And just doing more teaching and one-on-one -on -one makeup sort of applications. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you could give your number one piece of advice for mature women as it relates to makeup, mm -hmm. what would you say it is? Just to really keep your skin healthy. Okay. Pay attention to your skin because, as you know, as we age, our skin really does change, right? A lot of things Mother Nature takes away from us, so we have to <laughs> replenish that. And, you know, I always say if you want your makeup to be an A, your skin cannot be a D. You have to have good skin to get a good makeup application. And especially for older women, I find that mature women too, as we get older, we tend to, to move away from wearing makeup because our skin changes so much and we just sort of give up on ourselves and say, oh, it's not worth it, you know. But that is the worst time to give up on makeup right. as, as we age because we need that little extra boost to make us feel good, right? So it's not about applying a, a ton of makeup and, and overdoing it. Just a very simple application will really make you feel much better. You're right. So, yeah. I find it doesn't stick as well as it used to. <laughs> and this is going to be a funny comment. But I can't get a mascara anymore that will just stick all day. Mm -hmm. And my eyes water a lot more than they ever mm -hmm. used to. So then I sometimes just look like a hot mess. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's my products or if it's me because I've tried multiple iterations of products. And it just mm -hmm. seems to be a common theme and I actually have gotten to the point some days where I'm like just forget it mm -hmm. I'm not doing this anymore but then I do that for a day and then I don't feel like my bright-eyed self so I just keep trying again is that uncommon? Oh, not uncommon at all. <laughs> and with, through my own experiences with that, too, I've, I mean, I'm always researching things, you know, and trying to learn more about that. And so when you talk about teariness, like your eyes are more watery, and that's because of dry eye right. that we get as we age. So my recommendation for that is to get a good eye drop. And there's lots of great ones out there, great products to help with dry eye. And as for the mascara, yeah, mascaras are tricky. But the thing with mascara is it probably is your product. Okay. But what we want to do is we want to use a product that's going to help to keep that mascara from flaking. And one of the best things you can do is put a primer on. Mm, interesting. Put a primer on your lashes and then your mascara, and it will stay on longer and better, and it won't flake. Okay, So I've got, I've got all kinds of tricks. I bet tips. I know where you could get me 
some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> that's yeah. great. My apologies. It wasn't meant to be a free makeup tutorial, no, but okay. I think they're interesting questions <laughs> that all of our listeners are probably yeah. asking the same thing as well, yeah. because you don't want to look like you're still living in the 70s. Mm -hmm. you know, we don't wear blue eyeshadow anymore mm -hmm. or things like that. So mm -hmm. I think that is definitely interesting advice. But mm -hmm. back to the Debbie story. Right. So what would you say was the most interesting part of your career or part mm -hmm. of your journey that you'd like to share with people? The most interesting part of my career. I guess if we talk about the makeup side of things, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with some great people, especially here local in Kingston, you know, so I had the opportunity to work with the Tragically Hip. They're filming a biography on them, and so I, I was uh, honored to be called as the uh, makeup artist for the recordings, so I got to work with all of them, and they're great guys. I love them all. They're awesome. You know, I know a couple of their wives that I've had an opportunity to work with as well, so I guess locally in Kingston, that's probably the most exciting thing for me in terms of, you know, you know working with somebody uh, like that. And uh, I also got to work with Chris Hadfield, the astronaut, which was kind of nice. He was here doing a PSA for um, Homes for Heroes, I think it's called. Yes, my so, brokerage supports that. Yeah, so I got called from a fellow out west. A producer and asked me if I was available to do makeup for Chris Hadfield and I said oh, let me just check my calendar <laughs> yeah I'm available I've made myself free <laughs> so I got to meet him too and that was really exciting when you think about you know who he is and, right you know and so that was one of a really big thing for me as well um, but you know I think I'm really excited about where I've gotten to with my makeup business, it's taken me a long time to get here, and I've had to put it on the back burner for quite a long time because I've had to work nine to five jobs in order to, right. you know, to make it where I am now. But I've always, always had a love for makeup, and I've always done it. Right. So, yeah. You are the name that comes to mind in Kingston when people think of makeup artists, and so I'm curious how you made that for yourself. We have lots of people in our age who are starting second careers or starting new businesses for themselves. Mm -hmm. I know how I started building network, literally just throwing myself at everything and everyone, saying, please be my friend. I don't know anyone because you didn't work at my old company. Right. But how did you do that for yourself? How did I get my name out? Yeah. I did a lot of free stuff for a little while, volunteer okay. things, you know. You know, I do local fashion shows and stuff, so sometimes I volunteer my time to do the makeup on the models for that. I'm, I'm out there on social media, yeah. big time. So, and I'm working even more on that now. I'm trying to get even more, you know. And I've also branded myself too. I've, I've, I've sort of focused in on, on a brand for myself. So, I think people are starting to recognize that brand, and it's really a lot of word of mouth for me now, you know. And I started out really like, like I said, I, I did a lot of volunteering, and when, then when I started charging people too, my rates were quite low, right? You know, just to get going. And now, you know, I've gotten better at, you know, I've got more. Experience exposure. So yeah, it's really starting to grow and I've hit some momentum here and things are starting to really look up for me. And what is your goal? Do you have a vision or a goal for where the business will be in three to five years or for where you'll be in three mm -hmm. to five years? Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I am 64 and I'm semi-retired, I guess. So I'm not the type of person that will ever retire completely. It's funny. I'm hearing that as a theme with most yeah. of the people we talk to. Yeah. Never retire because I don't know what I would do with myself if I didn't. So I think where I see myself in the next few years is, is really just working, teaching. Doing the teaching part of it is really what excites me. 
and being able to just help women to feel better about themselves. So, um, you know, teaching's a big focus for me. And if, you know, I someday end up in a retirement home, I'll be the, the main lady. <laughs> Making everyone beautiful. Making everybody beautiful, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep, that's beautiful. Yeah, and yeah, you know, working that way as well. So, I love that. Yeah. I love that you're in control. And that's honestly partly why I chose my current profession as well, because I know that as the future comes, I can turn it on or off as much as I want to. So right now, if I'm awake, I'm working, to be honest. And in the future, when I have grandchildren or other distractions or priorities, or maybe my husband retires, maybe I'll only work 20 hours a week, or maybe I'll only work 30, but I'm going to dial it up and down as I like, which is in large part why I chose my profession. And I hear the same in you. Mm -hmm. Switching gears a little bit, you were recently featured in the Fierce Females campaign that mm -hmm. is put on by Lauren Kaufman of Kaufman Photography, who is going to be a future guest as well on the podcast. Nice. She's just a very busy lady, so we have to align our calendars. But can you tell us a little bit about what that campaign is and what the experience was mm -hmm. like being part of that? That campaign is amazing, and I would encourage every woman <laughs> to partake in that. It was a, a wonderful experience, and Lauren is it, just a fantastic photographer. You know, she's very good with people, and she's very good at what she does. And the Fierce Female campaign is really geared towards women that want to tell their story and put themselves out there. Because uh, there's a lot of women that are very uncomfortable in front of a camera, you right. know. And Lauren is, has this just very unique and talented way of doing to make you feel good about yourself and and to direct you and just let yourself go in front of the camera and she makes you feel beautiful and I did it myself because first of all I feel it's important to have photography like pictures of yourself you know throughout your different stages of life yeah and I wanted to do it for my children as well so my girls were a part of it too so it was sort of like a mother-daughter thing and Ooh, I uh, should do that yeah it is a really it's a great experience she'll get you to share a brief story about you know who you are and why you wanted to participate why are you a fierce female you know what makes you fierce so it was just a really great experience and highly recommend to to anybody any female out there just go for it and and the outcome is amazing pictures are beautiful. Oh, I saw them. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Beautiful. Yeah. There yeah. was a event, basically it felt like an art gallery or yeah. a display that we went to together actually recently. Yeah. So thank you for that invitation. Yeah. But there was stunning people yeah. of all shapes and sizes and backgrounds and ethnicities. And it was yeah. a beautiful mosaic, I'm going to say, of just beauty. Mm -hmm. It was lovely, and she just gives a beautiful platform for that. Oh, yeah. So in that, I'm curious, why is Debbie fierce? Why is Debbie fierce? I never used to be fierce. Right. I was always a very shy little girl when I was younger. Okay. I always had this sort of, and I still to some degree, I have this fear of not fitting in, you mm. know? Interesting. Fear of what people think about me. I've always had that problem in my life and uh, and I felt it was time to just sort of break through that you good. know because I know that I'm good at what I do and I need to stop thinking that people are judging me you know <laughs> I completely understand yeah. and I think a lot of women <laughs> feel that way, right? Yes. Am I doing good enough? When I'm right. applying somebody's makeup, I still to this day, just like a performer on stage, I get nervous. You know, is it going to work out? Is it going to, you know, is it going to look good? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and are they judging me while I'm putting it on their face? And, you know, so I've always lived with that type of fear, right? Right. 
and I have to stop doing that. You know, yeah. I have to really believe in myself. So I think doing the Fierce Female, too, that really gave me a little bit more confidence as well, right? Just to be able to tell my story, and pictures turned out great. Oh, so they're beautiful. Felt really good about that. But yeah, those are my weaknesses, I think. Okay. And I still... I still, to this day, have... I think we all struggle with that. Maybe it's a generational thing or something like that. I know that I have a lot worried about what people were saying about me. So there was an era in my life where our business that we were working in was falling apart. Quite publicly, lots of people know the story. And there was probably 10 groups of people who were really trying to tarnish our good name. And it hurt so badly. Mm And I was trying not to get sucked into it. And I remember thinking, okay, let's put this in perspective. And I literally, you're going to (laughs) laugh. I decided to pull out a calculator and divide 11 by at least 150,000 people. Because it felt like everyone in Kingston hated me and was talking about me. And when I realized that 11 by 150,000 people in Kingston is not even a percentage of a percentage of a percentage, so really no one was talking about me, it kind of really put it in perspective. Mm -hmm. And what I also learned through that and some other things that have happened in my life is they're going to talk about you regardless, particularly anytime you have any success, because that is their own insecurities rearing its ugly head, but also there'll be something else to talk about tomorrow. There will be some other bigger, more scandalous thing that happened, and you'll be a funny little joke people make sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I had to stop caring. And it was really freeing and releasing when you stop caring. And I still struggle with it too, a little bit. I think, I wonder if people think this is silly, or I wonder if people, you know, are following along my career just to see if it's actually happening, or if I fell apart when the bad thing happened, or whatnot. And then I have to pull myself out of that and say, I don't care. Literally don't care. I'm having fun. I'm happier, I'm thriving, I'm successful by my own definition, and it's okay. So I encourage you and everyone to know that sometimes people are going to say or think things, and then they're going to move on to their own stuff. Yeah, It's just a beautiful thing. What advice would you give young Debbie? Oh, just to get out of your own way, (laughs) right? And to stop thinking things like that. Just hold your head up high and just be confident and not worry you know, about people around you and what they're thinking about you. Yeah. I mean, you've got one life to live. Live it. One shot, yeah. So just live it, right? And do your thing. And I feel like as I get older, I get stronger. You know, I get, you know what I mean? Like, you just go, We do. (laughs) It is freeing. I found that over 50, I don't care anymore. It's freeing. I think in your 20s, you're trying to build your life and figure out if you can actually have a career and a marriage and buy a house and have kids and do all the things. And then in your 30s and 40s, you're just scrambling to hold it all together and realize if you can make this happen. And once you're kind of getting to 50, you're like, all right, shit hasn't got me down yet. I'm okay. And I kind of stopped caring. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go for the ride for the second half. (laughs) And it's fun and it's freeing and I'm fierce. I think that's a good landing place. So thank you for telling your story with us today. It's really enjoyable. I learned some new things about you today. So I appreciate that. And I hope that our listeners also appreciate you sharing your story. If people are looking for makeup tips, where would they find you? Well, they can reach me through my email or my website. So my website is just debbiegoulding.ca. My email address is 
DJ Makeup Artist 1959 <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> That's beautiful. I truly appreciate that. That's wonderful. I believe in you. I believe in everything that you do. I love that you focus on mature women and that we call it mature women. It is a beautiful message. I encourage our listeners to look you up. We are going to share some of those beautiful photos with the trailer for this episode. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Sherry. Thank you.